Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine, which is the periodical for the kosher consumer. Since 1980, we've been producing a magazine five times a year with a kosher supervision guide annually. Kosher Travel Guide just came out, 136 pages to 307 cities across the United States. And tonight I have a special guest. I have Rabbi Mayor Goldberg from the Vada Kashvis of Flatbush, who has been on the show a number of times. I think it was even in the fall we were on uh, last time. But uh, there are always things that are coming up. And I, and I, wanted to, I asked him to come over because I wanted to speak about certain things that we keep getting asked on this radio show. So thank you very much for joining us, Rabbi Goldberg. Thank you, Rabbi Wickler. And, and let me start off the way I always start off. I have to be <laughs> marketive to Rabbi Wickler for everything that he does over the years in Kashrus for our community, not only the radio program, the magazine, but being a tremendous source of information when people call. If nobody says it to you as often, <laughs> let me say it for everyone. We're marketive. We can't do it without you. Thank you very much. That was a paid political announcement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, really start off with something that happened this week. You know, I get a call, and sometimes a call goes right through me. The woman calls up. You hear this, you know, this, and you have to listen to this. A woman called up this week. She wants to know on what show I discussed 7-Eleven. I said, every single show. It doesn't matter whether I talk about it or I don't talk about it, but somebody's going to bring it up. I can't tell you why, but something it is something about this company and this these Slurpees that is driving everybody bananas. Excuse the expression, and and, and they 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 don't let up. So she told me because you know she was she couldn't understand. She's been out of town and she can't understand why in New York everybody's running to the Seven Elevens. And when she heard that, that I mentioned it, she wanted to get that show because she has to talk to her kids, and they don't even understand this. But she grew up out of town, and you understood. The Vatikashva said this, the Vatikashva said that, you could go here, you can't go there. And there was a Seder HaDavarim, there was, there was training. People were empowered, they understood Kashvis, they followed it, and in, Amer in New York, it's sort of like a, what I call the wild woolly east. It's a, it's, it's just, it's a, it's total hefkaris. And, and, and I, I figured uh, I'll bring a good friend on, Rabbi Goldberg, to be able to discuss some of the topics. So let's start off, Rabbi Goldberg, with, with three types of stores that everybody seems to be talking about. And let's, we're not going to be able to get the final line up, but let's at least give a little indication to some of our listeners about these places. 7-Eleven, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and Starbucks. These are very popular places that people find themselves going to, and many of the people just don't even ask the cashless questions. They just figure, and you know something? I saw somebody in there with a yarmulke. You know, I, I even saw, saw a couple of people. In the, I saw one with a beard. Somebody had scissors out. I'm sure it's got to be good. Right. What, do you, what do you have to say about Goldberg? You know, Rabbi Wickler, about uh, three or four weeks ago, I had this chus of being invited by one of the shuls in the community to speak on, on kashra. So the subject that I spoke about was um, um, kashra as a hashkafic issue and particularly focusing on things like uh, kosher bacon bits and all of these items. So one of the things after tracing the Marmakaimas and bringing in the Gemara about Rav Nachman's wife Yalta and that yeah. whole Misa. Cool. So I, I brought in a quote from Rav Moshe Zatzal. Rav Moshe was asked when all of these things started coming out, he, he asked what his, what his opinion was. I, I, he gave a, a, a beautifully worded in Yiddish, and it definitely loses in the translation. Okay, we'll, we'll translate it for our, for our uh, smart we'll friends. Sure, yeah. so, <laughs> Actually, they speak Yiddish as well as I do. That's I, true. I've been learning the Natera Torah for a while, and uh, the people over there spoke that's, you, that's, perfectly that's Yiddish. That's true. That's true. The Rav Moshe said that the food may be kosher, but what do we need it for? What right. do we need yeah. it for? What do we have to go and come to that in order to eat? Right. And I think we can go on to discuss Pratam of, of these three that you listed, but I think that that should be the starting point. What do, what do B'nai Tyra need with these places? Right. There aren't enough drinks in the world. There aren't enough coffees in the world. 
So what do we need to, 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 to be involved in it? Now, just you mentioned Starbucks. So I have to tell you that just this morning I exchanged text messages and phone calls with a woman that calls me frequently for Kashra's questions. So she was asking particularly about Starbucks. So the vart is that if you go into a Starbucks, a regular Starbucks, you shouldn't buy anything in there, not even drink because they wash the, 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 the tray for Kalem. Okay, wonderful. Then they, they draw a line of distinction between the Starbucks, which serve food, and the kiosks. Right. So, which further served to confuse the situation. What is the definition? Because, because <laughs> now if you, you have to look at the fine print because it's the, the kiosks that don't serve meat. Uh, if you look on a certain National Conscious Agency's website when they talk about this, it says where they don't serve meat. Wow. Now, nobody wants to, nobody really t- has the time. And today, we, 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 with cell phones and text messages and running a hin and a hin, nobody wants to read the fine print anymore. Give it to me, I'll regal achas. So if you look at that list, it's where they don't serve. So, so this young lady says to me today, but I haven't seen a kiosk where they don't serve me. <laughs> it must be in Kentucky or something like that. <laughs> no, here in New York. So I said, I, I don't know what to tell you. So I, I, I emailed her the, um, the chart from this National Conscious Agency yeah. with, the, with the breakdown, kiosk, yes, right. not kiosk, no. And I, very honestly, I'm a very, as you well know, I'm a very straight talker, and I said, too much confusion for me. Right, right. So... But I think I think the Starbucks situation is it crept up on people because first of all, the the official line was when I grew up was that you could go to Howard Johnson's or whatever it is and you ask him to give you a, in a in a you know in a styrofoam cup and and you could get yourself a, a coffee. It was a plain coffee. There was nothing. They didn't even have flavored coffees in those days. Correct. And 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 so it was really. A machine that was dedicated for a kosher product all the time, and uh, there was but, there was but, enough. But today, if you look at this chart and you follow the instructions and you read the fine print, you have to have an advanced degree in being a barista to yeah. understand. Because they say you can't get if they if they use a stainless steel cup to right, to, right. to brew this and to 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 warm this. Well, I'm telling you, I, I never walked into these places, and I, maybe you didn't either. But I'm telling you, everybody listening to us who's been in the Starbucks doesn't have to be barista to know it because this is their, that they talk the lingo. They understand that. But I think the, the first point you're saying is excellent. They're, who has to have it? What, what, and, but, and I think what, what happened is that people saw somebody going into different Starbucks, maybe based on the old philosophy that what could be wrong. And, and then... It crept in, and then there's so much stuff offered over there, and it's also there's a social aspect of it, and you want to be part of it, Correct. and 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 the the whole thing with the barista, you want to be, you know, you want to get the the real stuff, and this is this it, it was people were sucking in further and further, and that's what happened to Seven Eleven. I want you to know that people are going to Seven Eleven, maybe not the ones who are listening to me now, but people are going to Seven Eleven from people and buying things at a trafe. Correct. Correct. Let me let me tell you something. The it's it's a known fact that in a country like Israel, the mortality rate among the the generals and the other lower officers, colonels and lieutenants, is much higher than it is amongst any army. Why? Because those officers actually lead into battle. Right. They lead into battle. They don't say, "Wait for me, I'm your leader." They lead. They fight. They they, they pick up a gun themselves. The same thing has to apply to Kashrus. The Rabbanim have to take a stand. They have to be leaders. They can't wait for for uh, a Seven Eleven or a Starbucks to become so totally ingrained in our lifestyle and then try to deal with the situation. Do you, do you know what today is? Six fifteen fifteen. Today is my my twin grandson's first birthday. And we had a grandson. We had a grandson. And we had another grandson born on Shabbos. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So, but but today is six fifteen. You know what happens on seven eleven, which is July eleventh. Everything is free. Everything is free. The sure. whole, the whole, the, the, you can go into the 7-Elevens and not everything. You just get the, that Slurpees is absolutely free. So what are they, I don't know what day of the week it is. Maybe it's Shabbos this year if we're lucky. But anyway, the, what do they do? All the day camps, 
from day camps in our area, right. and they bust them in to get the free, because it's free, you understand, and it's a shtick, and they bust them in there. So what are they doing? First of all, even if they did something better than a regular person walking in, like checking around a little bit, maybe they did something. I don't think they do anything. But even if they did something, they're misleading everybody else, and they're taking them into True. a trafe environment, with, and, 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 the, and the kids thinking by other things. You know, just a few months ago, I was like, I don't think it's even a few months ago, maybe just a few weeks ago, there was a there was a product that's being sold at the popcorn in the Seven Eleven stores as trafe, mm-hmm. and it has all you on it. Right. It was right. a mislabel, unauthorized. Very very sorry for everybody, but but it's being sold there now. If it would be a product and it would hit our stores, it'd be different. I had a man come over to me at the davening today. Uh, after davening, before davening, whatever, he came over to me and he showed me on his cell phone a picture of a product that says Star K, and it's unauthorized. He got it into his store, mm-hmm. and he wanted me to know about it, and he, he, wanted, he told Star K about it, and there's going to be a recall based upon that. That's a from man dealing with something that he raised his eyebrows. You know, he, he saw there was a dairy product. Star K doesn't move Stam Dairy. We're not saying Chal because that's, that's against their rules. So that led him to, to check it, and he, and he found out a whole slew of things that are not under the Star K, and they're going to make a recall. So he's dealing with it. But in a, in a 7-Eleven, do they care if it's not authorized OU? Until it would be removed, the Mashiach will be here. But people feel 7-Eleven. You know, I know so many people that go in there. Perhaps, addressing the parents now, perhaps the parents should take the parents of the children, and I see this all the time, and go near every, any 7-Eleven in our community and you'll see it. Perhaps the, ch- the parents of the children that, that patronize these 7-Elevens should maybe think, would they bring their children to any other environment that is questionable? where there's preachers, where there's all kinds of other things that are inappropriate for children to look at. Well, might mislead them in some way. Well, yeah. So, but, so the answer would be absolutely not. Of course not. But at the same time, they allow their, their children to go into a 7-Eleven. And yeah, you could, you, you'd be hard-pressed to go into any kind of supermarket or convenience store today and not find a kosher product. But why do they have to go in and stand online to pay for a, a Slurpee that is quote-unquote kosher and be looking at tray for frankfurters and all kinds of things and i was i would say about seven or eight months ago uh i i I occasionally pop into these places the way i look i'm a little i stand out like a sore thumb but okay occasionally i pop in i want to see and i see some kids in a place not far from here standing online paying for a slurpee looking at the the tray for stuff heating up in the in the thing there Mm. Mm. And they're clearing, oh, that looks mm. so good, mm. that looks so good, and they're talking about it. Why can't we get that in, in, in uh, like the kosher places, the kosher delight, whatever was around? What do we need it for? Right. Ramesh's words, what do we right. need it they for? They sit there and ogle at the show, no question about yeah. it. But I, I think it's. I think they're they're misled in many ways. I happen to, I mentioned on the radio a number of times, just, just a few points. One is that, uh, when they put the Slurpees in, they have a backup. And the backup could be a different flavor. So even if you see a kosher flavor right. on the Slurpees right now, the backup that fills in afterwards could be something else, and they don't change the name right away. I, I, I think I mentioned it on a previous show that I was on. I myself was in a 7-Eleven outside of New York. Admittedly, it was in the middle of Flatbush, which would have been a Gansetzara. So this was a Halbitzara because it from people were going into the 7-Eleven. And when I asked to see the back where they keep the tanks of the syrups, the owner absolutely refused to let me go back there. <laughs> I said, I'm just, you know, Chaim Q consumer. I'd like <laughs> to see it. I'm a kosher consumer. No, 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 no absolutely not. So I, I engaged him in conversation, and he was made it to me that in violation of the agreement that they supposedly oh, have, my. He bought with the with the kashrus agency of the local town. With, yeah, he wow. he bought knockoff flavors, mm, mm. and he had the tanks back there. He says, I'll, "I admit it to you, but you're not recording, are you?" This is what he said. Unbelievable. To me. So, am I saying that that's the the rule and 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 not the exception? No, but if it happens even in one place, it could happen anywhere. Right. 
So again, what do we need it for? Why do we? And have these are stores that are open, not just seven. They're Seven Eleven. They're open up seven, twenty-four hours seven, a day, seven days yeah, a week. Seven days a week, and it makes it. It really becomes a, a situation with no one. Even a guy who gave a hashkacha, be it's it's only a, a very 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 light hashkacha, but still in all, and it causes confusion. Uh, still yeah. in all, when the Kafke did it, for in our neighborhoods, it was I I consider it was a big zach. Uh, but what bothers me is we let everybody into those two stores. It was two stores they had. And I smashed on the nonsense on the radio, and I, I never got a pity for it. But I, I, I pushed it on the radio, and then it stopped. And people are still assume it's okay. And no matter what I will do to say it's not under supervision anymore, they don't even care anymore. No. So it, it's, it's a shame. This is where you mentioned the Rabbanim and the parents. You know, I think what you said before about Rabbanim is very important. If I'm saying this week after week, I wonder how many Rabbanim are getting up on Shabbos and letting the, the, the people in the shul know that the, this is the right way. And, and if I have Rabbanim listening to me and I have people who daven in the shuls listening to me, maybe you should go to your Rabbanim and say, make an announcement. We don't belong in 7-Eleven. I will tell you that there is one menahel of a girl's school yeah. in this community, and I, I, I would be embarrassing him if I mentioned his name because he's an anuf. But a number of years ago, when this issue first started surfacing, I contacted him. And he was the first one. I contacted a number of the different yeshivas, right. girls and boys schools in the community. He was the first one and the only one wow. that took a stand. He sent out a letter to the, to the parent body, and he cautioned them and told them, and he spoke to me, and I told him you know, what the information was. About two months ago, I got a call from a parent, and they said, we got another letter from him. <laughs> so I said, I have to call him and give him a big yashikayach. Yeah. He said, but, but you know, it was very upsetting because our, our kids are going in there. I said, and that, that menahel should be applauded. You should call him up, give him a big yashikayach, and send out a letter to the parent body telling them they should give him a big yashikayach. Right. Absolutely. But, well, I have a question. Oh, okay. It's... I think it's much it's much of a root that the issue is not the 7-Eleven and not others. In my opinion, it's the inflation of, in my opinion, the uh, Kashrus agency and inflation of our relationship with our Rabbanim that everybody is thinking that he can be smarter than the other one. Mm. And this is not the point. The point is like this. When we see here in 7-Eleven, Starbucks, and I'm telling you, I see big rabbis over there, big people coming over there, with Yamaka, with Peot, with all this, with all the nine yards of customs, I'm telling you. And I, I, I don't give a damn, sorry about my language, about Kashut, and I don't know. People go to restaurant, don't check what kind of, what kind of, uh, uh, don't check what who is the who is right. the who is the guy that's sitting behind. He sees he sees a sign outside and he doesn't care about what. And if he complain to the cash route agency, they smear you. Oh, no no no, I'll talk with it. I had, I you remember I had an incident in one restaurant that I, I I found something wrong. Is that they took care about it? I don't think so. And I'm telling you, this is we can we somehow somehow we got the feeling that we lost the trust. In the system, uh, in Hebrew said, "From so many f trees, you don't see the forest. So, so many agency, we don't see the real one. Oh, this is here. Uh, this is kashrut here. This is kashrut here. Oh, okay, okay. I see some k, some kuf, some kaf. You know, half. Everything is okay. It's working. You know, and what we can do? It's I think to take care of standing up." And maybe, maybe the Kashrut agency will stand up together. I, I don't believe that it will happen in New York and Brooklyn. But standing up and said, you know, enough, it's enough. It's enough, enough. Teach our kids the right way. Take our upon ourselves. Oh, that's why we have this uh, program. Take upon ourselves. You know, I tell you, I can count in one end a restaurant that I eat in, in Brooklyn. No, you told me once only twice. I don't want to say it too, again, but I'm telling you, I don't, I don't trust the people yeah. over there with all the respect. I got a, I got a one, one oh, restaurant owner come approach me, told me, Nisim, I'm looking for a mashgiach that don't look. <laughs> In this point of, you know, I'm telling you, I, I, 
It's business. It's money. It's something that we don't know. Nisan, and we then, got we got okay, a whole bunch of calls. I really yeah. don't. We really want to do some other work, but okay, I will so take I'm, the callers. Okay. We'll take the callers. There's three people waiting. Okay, I'm alone. sorry that I'm. There's four people time. waiting already. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Hi. I would like to know if we can eat Kellogg's cornflakes that has a K on it. Well, when, really, we don't make those kind of decisions for you. But I'll just, I'll just, I'll make it a little more simple for you. Uh, Kellogg's cornflakes is probably doesn't need a hushkoff because it's it's a very plain product that's been produced for over a hundred years. And, the, and you could do it with your eyes closed. There was no need for Oshkocha. The, uh, the K and, on and there... What? And it's powerful. And it's powerful. And the K on there is from the, uh, is from the, uh, the Vada Rabban of Massachusetts. They don't own the K. the K. They just use a K to signify that it's kosher. But you could have... Anybody could use a K. That's K is not a sign of kashrus per se. It's not good enough. But it just happens to be in this case is the Vatabana Massachusetts. But I say in my introduction is you could use the product even without Ashkoch. Okay? Thank you very much. Young Kash is on the air. Can I help you? Hello? Yes, this you're is on me? The air. Yes, you're on the air. Okay. I'd like to ask there is a Dunkin' Donuts store on Avenue J, open seven days a week. And it has a sign in the window, We Are Kosher. I don't care whose Ashkoch it is. But how could somebody feel comfortable walking in? Yeah, we are kosher. They printed a sign. Maybe they have um, from any kosher organization. I don't know. But like everybody else is saying, we need these places. There's enough from places you can go to. There's enough ice creams and all these drinks and and, and coffee you need. I don't know. I don't understand it. What What is the nation coming to? They need everything? What's the guy in Harden? That's exactly what we're talking about here. They, the, the seven days a week is very scary. Because, it is. Because it's impossible, even if it wouldn't be seven days a week, because there's no mashkiach in these places. Absolutely. The, the Dunkin' Donuts, the mashkiach goes in every two weeks. And some, in one store I know in particular, it's not in this exact area, but yeah. there's one Dunkin' Donuts where they go in once a month. Why do they go in at all? To get their check? And, then, and, in, and in that particular Dunkin' Donuts... A person walked in who was, represents the Kashrus agency, and, yeah. they, and they threw him out. They said, huh. somebody was already here this month. You can't oh, come this in. Month. They wouldn't let him in, he I, come in at I, all. I, I will tell you that many, <laughs> many years ago, Dunkin' Donuts approached the Vad to take the Hashkoch. Putting the issue of Chalav Yisrael, not Chalav Yisrael, on the side for the moment. But the first thing that I did after I got the inquiry was I called the Rabbonim in the community. Yeah, because the rabbanim in the community are the leaders, the ones that the respawalim will turn to, to ask their their guidance. And I and I asked the rabbanim, and the rabbanim said, at that time it was under a national kashrus agency. Mm-hmm. The rabbanim said, stay away, stay away. It was echad. I spoke to at least ten rabbanim in the community at that time. Mm-hmm. So I, it wasn't it wasn't an answer that I gave off the top of my head. I, I asked the rabbanim. And the advice that they gave me at that time was very good. So I will tell you that, um, I'll tell you, Maisa Shahoya, I, after the Dunkin' Donuts had a hechsher, I went myself in there one morning, and I, and I wanted to get coffee. So they had Chol Yisrael and non-Chol Yisrael. So they said, Chol Yisrael on request. So I ordered a coffee, and I said, all right, I'd like to have the kosher milk, because that's how they refer to it. So they poured the coffee, and then the girl turned over the carton of J&J milk, and a couple of drops came out, and she says, oh, I'll be right back. <laughs> and she went down a little foyer, and there was a region refrigerator down there, and I saw her take out a container of Delwood milk <laughs> and pour that into the J&J container, Tasha. and she came back, and she started pouring it into the coffee. I said, wait a minute, that... that is Delwood milk is not the Chal of Yisrael. She says, no, 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 you don't understand. When I pour the milk from that container into this container, it becomes Chal of Yisrael. So I'm an Amaritz. I don't know anything. So I put my $2 down on the table, and I left the coffee, and I walked out. Unbelievable. Do we need to come to that? Of course not. Do we need to come to that? And, and, and it's a question of sensitivities. 
You're right. I, when when from people, and I hear this all the time, Rabbi Wickler, when people walk up and down Avenue J and, and Avenue M and they see these stores open on Shabbos, and I told this to a number of people, picture yourself walking into that store on Shabbos. I said, it's a horrifying thought. So why would you picture yourself walking in from Sunday to Friday? Okay, you well, picture yourself walking in on Shabbos. Don't picture yourself walking in any other time. You know, the thing about walking in, about, about their... Uh, being open uh, on Shabbos, the old style was, I don't know if you, if everybody listening to me remembers this, but 20 years ago, I remember what you have, remember. No, I know, but I'm saying <laughs> everybody else listens. Some people here uh, listening to me are just 15 years old. But, uh, but years ago, there was no such thing as giving Hashkocha to a place that is in a local area is open on Shabbos. A secret. I'm going to tell everybody a secret. The plants all over the United States that are under OUOK, Kofke, Starke, all these Ashkachas are open on Shabbos and Yom Tov because Friday is, uh, they, they're, they're there till 5, 6 o'clock and they're open on Yom Tov and Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur and everything. So there's no question that they're open on, on days where they shouldn't be open, but there's a control in a plant that's not the same and it's not in front of people's face. Correct. There was never a bakery, a, a restaurant, the, 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 the national hashkachas avoid that, avoided that like a plague. And now, for some reason, I don't want to say why, it seems that they don't mind anymore because this was not acceptable. I remember a, a hashkacha in Florida. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a national hashkacha, but they kicked them out of Florida. They said, you can't open that. In our, you open a bakery, in, it, it's open on Shabbos, you can't give it hashkacha. Correct. And here, we and our Rabbanim and our people allow this to occur in our neighborhood. And people walking in there with 24 hours a day, it's open. You know, at the Dunkin' Donuts one time, some, somebody that I know went in there. And he came at 3 o'clock in the morning. He, he wanted 3 o'clock in the morning. And he came and he found uh, the worker taking his Kentucky Fried Chicken out of the oven. Exactly. In the in the in the exactly. thing where they're making the where they're putting the donuts, exactly. And he, and he said this is impossible. So he said they have to close the whole place down. They made a whole fight. They called the police. The police said, "Sir, take it easy. Don't get excited." He said, "No, you got to take the sign down." So they couldn't. They wouldn't let him. The police sent him home, and he, he contacted the cashier's agency, and they cashiered the place out. But what kind of a control do you have if this if if the man could you see he could do it because who who is there at three o'clock in the morning? How often do we get a from guy at three o'clock in the morning popping in? There's as we said, they're only visiting once every couple of weeks. So is this really kosher? You know what? I'll tell you. I'll give you the, I'll give a good marshal. Everyone will be masking to the marshal. An old parent is living in in their home. They don't want to go to a nursing home. And, they, and the family keeps him in the home. And they bring in a non-Jewish worker to take care of the house. I just had the child this week. Just this week I had the child again. And they, t- they take the non-Jewish worker to work in the house. And she wants to eat. Not kosher. So how in the world, and she doesn't even know halachas of kashras, how in the world are we going to guarantee that the, the, the uh, utensils, the pots and the pans and the silverware are still kosher? Because she is going to eat treif, she's going to eat basar and chalav, and, and she's taking care of everything for this old lady. So, you know, the, the children can't be there, right. and they, they can only pop in once in a while, right. and they know it's being compromised. Welcome to the world of 24-7 with no ashkacha. That's absolutely correct. Very well. A few more callers. We, okay. have, we, we have, have all the bodies. I see that. Okay. I have, we have but the... I want to know, what about the babysitters? That keep uh, okay. the children pick Another up the show. Another show. Another real ones. You know, you know you're, we have a huge... The faster the room below the faster. Okay. We get another okay. week. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Yes, hi. Um, I don't know if this is so much a, a kashrut issue. I think it's just um, an attitude that we have now in this generation where Baruch Hashem, things are very easy and everything is kosher and we have everything, you know, we can make whatever Jewish style and we can make it kosher, quote-unquote. So I don't know. I don't know if people are actually doing it, thinking that what they're doing is not kosher. Everything just became kosherized, so people kosherized, so people lost their sensitivity. And I don't think you know people really think about it too deeply. They don't think about all the issues that may come up. They're just like it's kosher. 
Well, that's, that's why it. we like, have everything this show. is kosher. That's why we have the show. That's why I have a magazine for 35 years in Kashrus. You know, that we, this is the type of thing we discuss in Kashrus magazine. This is what we're doing on the show. And we hope and pray that some people will bring it into the Rabbanim and bring it into the yeshivas and let the Rabbanim, first of all, girls should have a, a, a training program in, in the yeshiva high schools. Uh, boys should have some kind of sensitive sensitivity in the, in the high school level. Even sixth, seventh graders should have some kind of kashra sensitivity. Uh, people should be brought in, either Rabbi Goldberg, myself, different people, Father you sends people down. Bring people in to talk about kashras. I, 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 yeah. I just wanted to add on. I, my, my, my answer to that comment is kadoshim to you. Right. We, we, we are who we are. We are who we're supposed to be. Where, is it, where does it say in the Torah that we have to fit in to what the general population <laughs> is doing? Why? For what? For what purpose? We, we have very clear marching orders from HaKadosh Baruch Kadoshim to you. That's the beginning point. That's where we start. Everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that goes into our mouths as well as out of our mouths, as the Chafetz Chaim point, points out, should reflect Kedoshim to you. So why do we have, and you're absolutely correct, we have this thing about trying to blend in right. with the rest of the world. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu had exactly the opposite in mind. That we should separate. That's a separate. Sure. Right. Thank you very much. No, you're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Go ahead. You're on Cautious in the Air. Can we help you? Hi. Um, are you allowed to eat corn on the cob that's grilled? No. It has, still has worms, even if it's grilled? Right. Okay, thank you. You're uh, good. You're on Cautious on the Year. Can we help you? Hello? Yeah, you're on the Year. Yeah, how are you, Ari? We're clearing up. You know, it seems like you're saying that you're, you're saying that the cup is half empty, not half full. What's wrong going to a Dunkin' Donuts? One second. <laughs> well, are the cup is half empty or half full? I don't, you're being very but, negative. Uh, no, no. Not, I'll be, we, the, the point is like this. Um, I, I think I think you're not dealing with the uh, with the thing fairly. I, I hear you. You have a question how we're dealing with it, but but let's take a look at it from a different perspective. The rabbi said, Rabbi Goldberg said very clearly, we want to teach our young people. We want to express a level of kedusha. Is this really what we have to do? That we have to go to these places where we're skirting the issues? Uh, he didn't want to mention the name of the the, the website. I, I'm guessing which one it might be. And on that article about the, uh, the, uh, the Starbucks, the rabbi talks about cleanliness and being careful and, you can't, and the machinery is no good. And, 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 you know, people are grabbing at, you know, Allah Essen, uh, I saw somebody with a yarmulke. Instead of taking a step back, and that's what the show is about tonight, take a step back, look at yourself, and say, is this really what I need to do? Now, if you're going to ask me, did I yay treif? Maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I know you're exposing yourself. But did you eat treif? I don't know. But I do know that this is not a, a good plan. And well, that's a matter of opinion, because my father, Shalom, told me where he came from in Germany, they went to the coffee house for Shalom Shunas. They paid money beforehand. The Rabbanim allowed it. Oh, I told you until I grew up also, the Rabbanim allowed to go to coffees. We're not talking about... What was? We're talking about what is, and we know today that, that we're living in a we're living in a more sophisticated age, and we are more aware of some if, of the things. If, if and also, just, it's changed. If I could yeah. just chime in, you're you're also talking about a time and a place where we have an intermarriage rate of close to seventy percent. We are in danger. We are in danger. We have to put up, and and at the risk of sounding very extreme and very protective of our Jewish identity, I am. I am. We have to put up as many gedarim as possible to make sure that I have Baruch Hashem on Shabbos. My tenth grandchild was born. Thank you. And and all of my my grandchildren they go to all the yeshivas in the communities in the community, but they're exposed. They walk down the street. They 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 a bus goes by with things inappropriate. Putting things in proper perspective, we have to put as many gedarim up as possible because, unfortunately, we live in Gullis. We're exposed to this. Why do we have to put ourselves at risk in terms of our ruchnius existence? Why do we have to put ourselves in, in risk for a cup of coffee, for a Slurpee? You have to ask yourself that question. So Rabbi Wickler said, are you, are you eating treif? Probably not. But... 
do we need to put our neshamas in that danger? I think not. And there's a certain amount of exposure we do have to, to something being not kosher. As I gave several examples that, with the Slurpees and in, in the Starbucks. And I'll tell you, people are very much, like he mentioned earlier, Rabbi Gold mentioned earlier, people are tempted and sometimes they give in to eat other things. I know I've spoken to people at Star, who go to Starbucks and they admitted to me that they ate things that they really shouldn't have because it's nimshuk. The, the, the Gemara says, and Tosh discusses it, when you put something on the table, it, the, you know, that's the beginning of eating it, even if it didn't put it in your hands. It's like that, that the Ola al before the milk and the flesh on the table is the beginning of eating. And, and exposing yourself to all this is breaking down some of our barriers, even if we don't do any Avera, but it's just too much exposure. Just like, I've given an example before, just like we don't want to put ourselves in an environment where it's not sneeze, because it, 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 even if you don't do anything, you're, you're weakening yourself. And I, 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 so I, I think there's plenty of good reasons to think about uh, not, you know, not going to those places. Uh, but if you, if you feel differently, I just suggest discussing with your own rub. Now, we have a boy in the studio today who graduated, uh, it was last night or something? Yeah, last last night. night from one of the yeshivas here in the elementary school. is going to high school next year. What we're talking about is his future. In other words, what is he going to see? What is he going to do? And, and, and you know, I, can he, I, I have a cell phone. I mean, it's not really a, a cell phone. <laughs> you wouldn't call it a cell phone. It's so antiquated. There's nothing in there. Zero. But I have a cell phone, and I don't feel... To all the, I don't feel drawn to all the things of today on the cell phone, although I'm busy with a computer, but I don't, I'm not drawn on the cell phone. But the young people, I see them. They're addicted. What, what, who did that? Parents let them have the cell phone at their very young age. So, you know, you can control it. You're maybe a mature person. doesn't bother you. Maybe it's, the cup is half full for you. But can the next generation stand it? I think not. I was brought in to speak in a yeshiva not far from here, uh, a high school. And they, and they brought me in to speak specifically because the kids were going to places that, that upset them very much. And they couldn't get it across. They asked me to come in and to make the presentation because they, the boys need to hear something that will put it in perspective. And the rebbe's, they said, oh, the rebbe's are from my... They had to have it from the cash's point of view. So... Yeah, maybe it sounds like we're putting a little negative t- twist on it, and maybe it's not as bad halachically as all of that. But I think Rabbi Goldberg put it, put the nail in the head, uh, hit the nail on the head. Hashkafically, it doesn't work. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Before we go on, Rabbi Wickley, you mentioned this young man that's sitting with us in the <laughs> studio. Um, his name is Yosef Sosnowik. Oh, boy. And he did, in fact, graduate from Yeshiva Rochaim last night. And I will tell you that he's a tremendous, tremendous source of nachas to his entire family. And he's going to go on to one of the, one of the more prominent yeshivas high, yeshiva high schools in the community. And uh, we just want to wish him mazel tov and wish that he continues to be a source of nachas to everyone who knows him. Whoever's life he touches, he is a source of nachas. Okay. Very nice. It's good to have him aboard. I'm going to take a, a minute and just talk about our uh, sponsor, Gladmar, and then we'll go right back to our callers. And anybody who'd like to call in now, you can call us at 718-683-5858. Again, 718-683-5858 to discuss any topic that's important to you uh, in terms of cautious, and we'll try to be able to answer it by, by Goldberg and myself. Uh, let's first talk a little bit about Gladmar, located at 1205 Avenue M. And when you think of Gladmar, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. There's weekly specials run from Wednesday to Tuesday, and right now on sale, they have fresh, first, I'm sorry, first cut brisket, $11.99 a pound. Family packs beef stew, $7.49 a pound. And if you want to come in and check out their oven and grill-ready meats, they have a new fresh selection every day. Their Powerade drinks, 32 ounces, 79 cents. And at Glotmart, you also can save time by pulling into the uh, to, to Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car and have it ready for you to load up with all those wonderful items you purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of meats is A1, with kosher oh, certification well from both the Star K and the Vod Hakashas of Flappish <laughs> Rabbi Goldberg right here. <laughs> so if you want any questions about Glotmart, you can ask it right tonight. 
With Beis Yosef Meats and with expert Nico at Glockmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glockmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glockmart, tell them you heard about Glockmart on Kashras on the Air over J-Root Radio. We'd mentioned Glockmart, and you've been with them for maybe 20-something years or more. Uh, in, in, the, they're really the only place left on, uh, for, for taking care of meat under their control. It's an amazing thing. I had somebody just come to me, one of my Talmidim, we're learning, he's learning Malicha. Not, for me, he learns it himself, and he learns with me uh, Taruvis, but he learns the Malicha himself, and he wants to see it. I told him, Gatmart. I said, that's, well, maybe that's, I said, that's it, no other place. That's the place. Basically, that's it. They're, they take it seriously, and, and the Baumans have been uh, amazing people to work with. They, uh, going back to when I first came there in 1997, actually, uh-huh. Um, until today with Dove, at that time Mendy was yeah. more active. But I, I, one of the milers of a Glotmart is that you can go into any number of quote-unquote kosher supermarkets right. between Flatbush and Borough Park, and you will find products that people have issues with. Right. With shmacha hashgachas, no hashgachas. Glotmart, every single product that is in that store, we take responsibility for. Right. Uh, today, I received uh, a text message from Mark, who was the, uh, the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mentioned the name. something called Mrs. Dash, which is a, uh, which is a spice that people use in cooking. For the no longest, salt. That's the no thing. salt, correct. It used to have the OU. It was known for years. He sent me a picture of it today. It doesn't have an OU anymore. Really? So I, 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 yeah, but that's the kind of relationship we have yeah. with them. That's yeah. what they do. Every single item in the store. We we take care of. There's no there's no guesswork. You don't have to guesswork. You don't have to go and walk around with a book or a magazine. With all due respect to Kasha's magazine, but <laughs> Baruch Hashem, you don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need it. And we do get calls. And Baruch Hashem, I'm very happy to get those calls when people say, "You have this product there," but I thought I read somewhere. And they're responsive. Absolutely. Very responsive. Absolutely. Let's get the callers. Go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can I help you? Hi. Yes, go ahead. I am the I am the very proud mother of the boy in your studio today. Hi, Yosef. I love you. <laughs> uh, my son graduated from a very from elementary school last night, and these boys were taken regularly to Seven Eleven on their own to get Slurpees. And I think a major problem is that the word is not getting out. I think that I, I think this community desperately needs some kind of an overseeing agency to tell the consumer when there are problems because we're not hearing it. I only get answers when I call Rabbi, Rabbi Goldberg with a Shila. He will honestly tell me, no, don't eat there. No, don't buy there. And these are accepted hashkachas that other people think are fine. How do we get the word out when there are problems? Well, I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> I mean, 35 years I'm doing this, you know, uh, the people discover what we're talking about at different times in their lives. I mean, I, I, the reason why we get asked every week about 7-Eleven is because some people just tuned into us or just heard about it, never thought of it before. Uh, we constantly get those kind of calls. That's why the information in the magazine is out ahead. And then on the show, you're getting it a little bit later or uh, different forms. And, and people are hearing from you and they're hearing from other people saying it over. Unfortunately, it, you just have to go to a yeshiva. If, if, you, if everybody would go to their sons or daughters' yeshiva and mention some of these issues that we're mentioning here on the radio, I'm sure it would get taken care of. I started to say before, there needs to be in every yeshiva some kind of kashmir training from sixth grade and up. Maybe you can say fifth grade, but I would say sixth grade and up, there should be some kind of kashmir training and in the high school level, more significant. And the, and, and the girls should definitely be trained to check for, for insects and find out what really does need inspection. And boys should get a sensitivity. And yes, these issues about where to eat and what to do, uh, they have to be brought up. Because you know something, um, you're brought into some, uh, a kid goes to his friend's house. They're not going to call mommy and daddy and ask, uh, you know, can I eat this or can I eat that? They need to have that training Who's giving it to them? I say, if they remember, we don't take it in our house, or some of the father said so, maybe. But if, if, in the, if it's sort of a laissez-faire attitude by the parents, then when the kid's tr- uh, in, a, in a corner in somebody's house and they put something in front of him, 
and he sees a certain sign or whatever it is, or doesn't have no on or whatever it is, you know, how is he going to react? If he had some sensitivity training in the yeshiva, from his parents, from the rabbi, he's got a chance. And, and, and a sixth, year, sixth grader can do it. The eighth grader is ninth grader for shortly can do it. And throughout life, we need this. this training. I, I, I'd just like to add on to what Rabbi Wickler said. First of all, I, I, I thank Yosef's mother for calling. This is literally a wake-up call. I think it's a very good call. But I think one of the things, one of the problems we have is that we are hung up on being politically correct. And when we endeavor to be politically correct in all situations, we wind up selling ourselves short in terms of our, our ruchniyastika existence. And it's, it's a very tough call to make, admittedly, but we have to. We have to. Gedaili Hadar have stood up at critical times in our history to make statements and take on the powers that be. Why can't we do that today? Why do we have to be politically correct at the cost, at the expense of our neshamas? Thank you very much for the call. I want to take, a, I want to take a minute to discuss some of the things that were being texted in. They're very good questions. And uh, I, I don't know if we'll be able to do everything, but very, very good questions here. Here, one person said 15 minutes ago, the major hashkachos that you interview on your show allow 7-Eleven. That is not true. Is absolutely false. The the hashkachas that I've had on the show and the hashkachas that I know, the national hashkachas, they don't allow 7-Eleven. It's a misunderstanding because they see the list of the CRC in the stores and they figure that means this store is under the hashkacha of the CRC where everything here is kosher. No, those are the that list that you see posted in the 7-Eleven is being put there by, by the, the store by owner, corporate. he got it. He just got it. He didn't know. He just by, downloaded. By, by, it by the way, Rabbi Wickler, one you know, there seems to be an issue that that sort of just disappears into the background. There are people who are mocked on water filtering in their homes, right? And what happens to the water filtering when you go into these places? All of a sudden, it becomes a non-issue. They don't ask. And and Bimchilas quote the CRC when they put out that list, the, the whole issue wasn't addressed. Right. And it, it may not be an issue in other communities, but, but here, here in the five boroughs of New York, it's an issue. Absolutely. You want to say that you follow the sheet that it says that water filtering is not an issue. But I'm telling you that I know because when people call me and ask me about these places and I say, well, you should know first thing that the water is not filtered. They say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize what? it. I filter. I'm very mocked, but I have a water main filter. I spent thousands of dollars in my house. So I said, you have to think about that. It's not only for your house water right. filtering. It's for outside. Right. So it's, it's, also, it's also something that's reminded, like a restaurant, non-kosher restaurant, they use uh, kosher uh, spices. Right. So <laughs> you put the kosher spices <laughs> in a window, yeah. and you say, this is kosher. Yeah. So this is the kosher Absolutely. spices. People use kosher so salt, salt and everything. Yeah, exactly, kosher salt. Oh, I use kosher salt. <laughs> I use it in a steak. It's like, it's like your case with the, with, with the, uh, with the Chav Yisrael, the that's potato right. that they poured it in, it became right. kosher. Now, they ask over here, why is Dunkin' Donuts worse than Entenmann's? or anything else, they're also op uh, open baking on Shabbos. So again, you, you, you have two problems with that. The, dunk, the, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts, first of all, I'm not a fan of Dunkin' Donuts uh, from the point of view of Bishul Akum, because, they're, because since it's a fried product, I consider that to be Bishul, and I, I believe you have to need control for Bishul Akum, and I don't believe the Ashkachas address it, some of the Ashkachas, whether they address it as Bishul Akum, they may consider it to be in the, in the category of Pas Palter. And I, so I, I disagree on that issue. But when you get past there, the point is, this is a store that is open, run in a, in, in, in a community. First of all, it's, again, out in public in front of us, we see it open on Shabbos, it's disgusting. And secondly, the, the, we see that it's a small oven that could be used by a person to gut the Kentucky Fried Chicken and put it in. It's not going to happen in a plant. In, in Entenmann's plant, you're not going to find Kentucky Fried Chicken brought into the ovens. You're not going to find that kind of a, a violation. So the, 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 the type of store that a Dunkin' Donuts is lends itself 
to special problems. The rabbi mentioned the example with the Chal of Yisrael, which many people believe that the Chal of Yisrael is going to be, uh, it's going to, it's going to be Chal of Yisrael because it, say, it says it on the container. They're not going to be choshed that something happened when somebody put the milk in. Another question was asked uh, was about Carvel ice cream stores. Carvel ice cream stores are only kosher if it has a Kuf K on the store. That specific store is is uh, visited on some regular basis to make sure they're always using Carvel products. Carvel products are kosher certified by the Kuf K, but stores could easily replace it with something else. That's why you need hashkacha that they come in periodically. Of course, they're not there every day, every minute, but they come in enough to satisfy that that nothing has been uh, replaced by something that doesn't have hashkacha. And that's that's what you're getting when you got that hashkacha. That same thing that the the K the Kuf K was doing when they went into the uh, local uh, the, the local Seven Elevens here, but the the Seven Elevens discontinued it, and the Kuf K was charging. Very, very little money for this service. Rabbi Wickler, I just wanted to point out that even though the, the, the program is geared toward nuts and bolts kashras and hard kashras information, you cannot have a discussion about <clears throat> kashras, especially something like a Dunkin' Donuts and these other stores, without becoming somewhat idealistic. You can't leave idealism and Tyra out of the discussion. Right. Again, Looking at a store that's open on Shabbos, not too long ago, our people in Europe were persecuted, were killed, were beaten. They had their beards torn, torn out of their faces for being from Jews, for being Shoma Shabbos people, for observing Shabbos and keeping Shabbos. So why in the world would we want to patronize and come close to a situation in which the activity of that store flies in the face of our very existence? I, I'm sorry, I become very idealistic when I come to this discussion, but I don't think we can have one without the other. I think that's a very important point. I don't think I've focused on it as much as until you came. We've got, we got so many calls. Go ahead, let's hear some calls. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Hello? You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, just, uh, you, you, you spoke about Starbucks a little too quickly. I, I, I'm a friend of mine who used to be a frequent in a Starbucks once made conversation with the lady behind the counter, and she told him, oh, you should know in the flavor that you usually buy, it has pig gelatin. Hmm. Right. And that's, and that's straight up price. Right. And people just don't, people don't think it's coffee. It's what, what could be wrong with coffee. I, I, just, want, I, I just wanted to say appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank in, you. In my, I, I used to be the Rava Maksha for the Vatikashos of Rhode Island. And I happen to like good strong coffee. And when I used to make the drives back there, back from Rhode Island, you I used to load it. up on, <laughs> on Starbucks until I realized that there were problems. Now, again, as I referenced a few minutes ago, um, the, you, you need a degree in, in being a barista because the guide, quote-unquote guidelines that are given for dealing with Starbucks is that you have to know how they brew this. If it's a stainless steel, you have to get a, a, a disposable cup. You have to be familiar with the way the thing is processed. These stores, they're interested in the customer comes, get them out, get them in, get them out quickly. They're not going to stand there, as, ma- as many people think they will. They're not going to stand there and, and excuse me, could you... Uh, Show me the cup that you're brew, brew, heating the milk in. Can you show me this flavor and that flavor? They're not going to do that. It's a service business. They don't need to be slowed down. Again, what do we need it for? Reb Meish's words, what do we need it for? I just want to point out, you mentioned Starbucks again. There's a, there's a, a website called Kosher Starbucks. I don't know who it is. It's uh, he's not, he's not a regular, not a religious no. person, I don't believe. No, no. But, but he, but he, uh, you know, he basically created this thing. And he gets donations for it, three dollars and up, whatever. So he gets a donation. He he said, if you you have when you go to his website, you have to choose if you want to be machmir, makel, or very machmir. I think he has three levels of kashrus, which means that you know again, there is a, there are issues here, and some people prefer to look the other way at certain issues, and and also 
uh, then you go ahead and you study somebody else's website. I'll mention it, CRC from the Chicago Rabbinical Council, crcweb.org. You'll go on there, and you'll see Rabbi Fishbane's article, on, on the, and you see that it's, con- it's contradictory completely. And I spoke to him about it. He said they are wrong, that kosher Starbucks. And, of course, the guy's getting donations, and he's a big shot. And they had a, a big write-up on him in the New York Times, and, and, and he's, he's made it. But, but, uh, but in reality, the, the head of Kashrus in America, which is Rabbi Fishbane, who's the head of the ACO and head of CRC, it says it isn't true. There are issues here, and he's the one who is most aware of it. I find that listing from this kosher Starbucks <laughs> very, very funny, because you, if you listen to any shear given on this very radio station by Rabbi Yosef Mizrahi, Rabbi Mizrahi points out, what are we talking about labels? Modern Orthodox, traditional Orthodox, this Orthodox. He says we have only one word that guides us, and that word is Torah. Right. That's the beginning and the end of the discussion with Rabbi Mizrahi. I think he puts it beautifully when he says that. You don't have three choices. You Thank don't you have three choices. Thank you very much for the call. You got another You're one? welcome. Okay, you're on Kashas on the air. Can we help you? Yes, Shalom How are you? Baruch Hashem. I don't know if you remember me, but even if you have to pronounce my name, about 20 years ago, I was involved with you about the OU Namde Rikritmer, which was another take. Remember something? I can't hear that well, but go ahead. Speak um, Okay. You're on a cell phone and we're not hearing you too well. Go ahead, speak it slowly. Okay, go ahead. Not? Yeah, hi. Go ahead. I don't know if you remember, about 20 years ago, I was involved with you about the non dairy creamer with, from the OU, which was milkshake. Remember friend, something? No, I don't remember because I've done it. Okay, about in any times. case, in any case, all right, I have two questions. Number one, you mentioned the seminars. Why don't they talk to teach the girls of the seminars how to check letters, vegetables, etc.? Isn't that more important than being Miyashev Estida? from that I'm bound in David Ezra. Isn't it more important to teach them check the letters? We really, there's really enough time for both. You don't have, the Kashos course doesn't take away, you know, it, there's plenty of time in the year in seminary, but I think in the high school it has to be also. And but I, they don't do it. You have no, your two Rabbanim, you have you, you have Robert Goldberg. Why doesn't the Rabbanim enforce it that they should teach it? Absolutely. You need you that, need you need a lot of training, and it is it it's it's something that, you know, certain areas. The one lady mentioned it earlier that you know why don't people aware? Certain areas don't develop right away. They're, it takes something. Sometimes it takes something dramatic, and sometimes it just takes plugging away. And eventually I understand, but the master, but the master, why don't they go enforce it? Yeah, brother, go because right is, here. All you have to do but, is speak to two places. If everybody listened to you, I would speak to two places. With, uh, right, but yeah, Rabbi Goldberger is right there. He's involved with Rabbi Urban the Flatbush. Let him talk to the Urban the Flatbush to start to enforce it. This is something which is in the Gale of Nasa. It's a, it's a good idea, and we have. But again, I come back to what I said a few moments ago. We have become so politically correct that things like this fall fall in between the cracks. By the way, in terms of the girls, I'm, I've, for years I've advocated that we train girls in more practical kashras because at the end of the day, there who, who's the mashgiach in our kitchens at home? And Nochanano, who gives a kashra to exactly what I'm asking. That's correct. And if they don't bring the question up to the husband, so they have to know... Because they don't even think it's a question right. because in, in school... Whoever the dean is not cool thought that it's more important for them to know how does the Ramban stim with Ebenezer with the steer from the Chosuni than to know Lamas on eating bugs. Okay, but it's, that's good too. Thank you very much for the call. We got to go more callers. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay, you're on Kasha on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, hi. Um, first, I want to say I'm a very proud mother of girls who go to a school where in the high school they do teach Hilchus Abadikas um, and my girls have taught me a lot. In my day, it was totally, I don't know if it was non-existent, but we really weren't aware of the issue as much as we are aware now. Can you, and can you tell us the school? We'd like to hear the name of the school. I know, I know, but I don't think they would appreciate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, one of the students happened to call, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, um, and um, they've made me more aware. My, my daughters have made me more aware of the issues that are out there, and um, it's very interesting. As a matter of fact, uh, believe it or not, not long ago, I sliced up an apple for one of my girls for a recess, and she realized that there was webbing, believe it or not, 
in the stem of the apple. And she took it in, and I think she got a point on her final because she found. So it's like whenever we find something that is a Shiloh, they take it in, and it's the topic of a conversation now. We discuss it, and um, it just makes it more real to them, and it makes it so lemaisa. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm very proud I, of the I fact would just that... Like to, I would just like you to give, on my behalf and my name, a big yashikayach to that school. Right. You don't have to mention the name. They should get a big tell, talk to the Hanhala, give them a big yashikayach from Rabbi Mayer. Goldberg. And they should contact us and let us okay, know about well, it more. And on another point that you were mentioning about your idealism, I don't think it's idealism. Um, I think um, there was a generation that grew up Maybe I'm also just being a little bit idealistic. There was a certain expression. I don't know if it's even you can translate it in English. There was an expression, Vusapast and Vusapastnish. I don't know if the right word is appropriate or not appropriate. I'm not, I'm not very good You're at it. You're going to have to call us again to discuss it further because we ran out of time. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, thank for you for your show. Thank you, and thank, thank you, you for Rabbi Gold, for joining us. Rabbi, Rabbi Mayor Goldberg from the Vada Kashas of Flatbush was our guest, and we enjoyed very much your, your joining us. It is Ivan. Thank you, Rabbi Boykov. <laughs>